Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, everyone. It's Helen here, the voice of Azu, Enola, and Laverne. Today, I'm here to tell you about Woe Begone, a podcast launched on the RQ Network. Woe Begone is a weekly horror sci-fi audio drama series about the nature of power and the implications of linear time. Woe Begone follows Mike Walters, who discovers a mysterious and violent online game. What begins as an exploration of an alternate reality game with real-life consequences quickly becomes a search for the technology that makes the game possible. Each episode has a unique soundtrack composed by creator and writer Dylan Griggs. Listen to Woe Begone, spelled woe period begone, wherever you listen to podcasts. Or check out woebegonepod.com for episodes and transcripts. Have fun and see you later. Hi everyone, Alex here. I'd just like to take a moment to thank some of our patrons. Sarah Schrader, Jeremy Wallace, Ellie M, Laurent, Many Wisps, Micah Epstein, Ezo, Ank Gladnick, Raja, ECD, Kelly O, Q, I've Lost My Spectacles, Luna Zephyr, Pagan Angel, Stormy Weather, Three-Eyed Mavens, Nadia Tudhope, E.K., Vance Barnhill. Thank you all. We really appreciate your support. If you'd like to join them, go to www.patreon.com forward slash rustyquill and take a look at our rewards. Welcome to the Rusty Quill Gaming Podcast with me, Helen Gould, instead of Alexander Newell. He's dead. <laughs> we got rid of him the in a coup. He's dead. Long live me. <laughs> so, I will not be your GM today because today we are playing a GMless game. And I am actually getting rid of like half the rules. But <laughs> Anarchy with- wins! Yes, with me on this adventure, I have Ben Meredith. I'm here and doing what I'm told, apparently. Yes, you are. What's, what's your name? <laughs> yeah. no, tell us your name! <laughs> Sorry. Tell us it again. Sorry, I'm Alex Newell. Yeah, good. Do what I'm told. I'm Lydia Nicholas. No, I'm Tim Meredith. Now, Tim, you are new to the gaming podcast. Stranger! <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just a little baby Gosh, boy. no! Are you editing it? Because that is cruel, Tim. <laughs> Tim, please tell us about who you are and what you're doing here. Well, first, and I suppose chronologically foremost, I'm Ben's brother. Uh, that happened first. Boom. Um, <laughs> 
And uh, we have uh, together started uh, another podcast on this delightful network of Rusty Quill. You've called... probably never heard of You've it. You've probably never heard of it. It probably hasn't come up in your feed or adverts. Or Mention it, Mention... James! Uh, it's called... I'm getting a oh, twitch! Um, um, uh, oh, um, uh, Stella Firma is its name. <laughs> Stella Firma. <laughs> An improvised sci-fi comedy podcast. Available now. Bella, I like it. From podcast apps around the internet. Excuse me if I just crawl into your ear for one mere moment to tell you about Stella Firma. Hello. <laughs> okay, I'm done. Okay, great. Uh, Got a hello there. That's all we need. Whoa, Helen's uh, relying on the editing hard here. Yeah. At, the, uh, at the end of every bit, I'll just go, I'm done. <laughs> but you can't go in there. I'm done. Okay, all right. Is that everything that you wanted to say? I'm done. Okay. <laughs> all right, so what we are playing today is called Vast and Starlit, and it is by Epidia Rovishol. I apologise in advance if that is pronounced incorrectly. That is just, that's, that's my fault. So, how to explain it? We are escaped convicts. We have gotten off a prison ship and commandeered a weird, I was going to say boat, but I'm just going to say starship instead. Starboat. Space boat. Space boat. <laughs> space, oh, space boat's better. <laughs> yes. We have commandeered a space boat. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and are on our way to freedom, essentially. Usually the story that is given in advance of this is that our prison ship encountered the strange space boat and sent us on there in case it killed us, but, like, just to investigate. And then we either... Like a suicide squad style, kind of? Yes. Okay. So we either hijacked the space boat or it left without us doing anything or it disappeared and now we're somewhere else. We can decide as we go along. Okay. Right, okay. So this is sort of less of a game and more of sort of a series of improvised scenes which get more and more tense. <laughs> so welcome, welcome to the Rusty Quill series of improvised scenes podcast. Yes. Uh, Just going to chill in our space boat. But yes. getting steadily more tense whilst we chill. Yeah. Tension! <laughs> Oh, I'm so tense now. <laughs> now, there are no I'm dice difficult. in the system. There are no cards. There's not even like a coin to flip. Basically, we have to decide on how, how everything happens amongst ourselves. It's a narrative-driven game. That's the kind of game that I mostly play because I'm much more along the lines of a uh, Grant Howitt gamer than an Alex Newell gamer. Rules are fun. Um, the no, they're not. Kind of beside the point. I'm hosting today. <laughs> My <laughs> way goes. Back in the hole. <laughs> Helen, no. I have to say that I'm very glad that our faction has taken over the podcast. <laughs> and, um... It is a better way. I look forward to the uh, the terror and guillotinings of the short Tim, to follow. Join me and together we'll we will see, rule it's with only Bryn some and systems. <laughs> it's only Bryn and Alex and Bryn's not here, so Alex yeah. is completely outnumbered. Trapped, alone, yes, isolated. No, I don't dislike rules. I just Chase plow through them. <laughs> In naive... Oh, yeah, it's not that you don't like them, you just ignore them. I yeah. just... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I do tell a lie. There is some character creation before we get to the actual game. A rule? I know! I'm terrible. And so it begins. <laughs> now, we have um, got some rudimentary stuff to get through. So, um, Tim, can you briefly introduce your character first? My character's name is Duraldio Pilchards. He's a member of the Habunk race. They are described as squat, square and cross. 
And my crime that ended in my incarceration on this prison space boat is that I was digging trap pits for banditry reasons. And I was uh, (laughs) digging trap pits and they were like, what are they for? And I was like, banditry reasons. (laughs) They hold me away. And then you said, I'm done. (laughs) I'm done. done. All right. Lydia, what's your character's name, species and crime? My name is Mr. Squeakington, but I am female. The reason that there is this mix-up is that I'm a budgie, and they're quite hard to tell apart. Budgie brackets interdimensional. (laughs) My my crime was smuggling budgies. Just wait. Budgies are being. Is that is that that, that people trafficking? Yes, people. Budgies are being kept against their will. I was sneaking the budgies to a better place. So I backed off of war crimes. No, I'm saving the budgies. Okay. It was, it was an underground railroad. Yeah, yeah. underground but budgies and inter- interdimensional. Okay. And just to clarify, you're a talking budgie. I'm a talking budgie. Fantastic. But when I get excited, I do squeak. <laughs> Lovely. That'll be great for the editors. <laughs> what was your name again? Just for my notes. Mr. Squeakington. Mr. Squeakington. Thank you. <laughs> Brackets, her, she. Yeah. Yeah. Alex. Tell us about your character. I'm Schmer. Oh, no, he's got that voice out again. Dangerous, dangerous. Mr. Squee. I'm Schmer. We okay. are. Squeak. I, I I am of the Dizoliums. Um, we're we're very pro administration. Um, although my crime was I did heist an ecosystem. It was interfering with processes. So, just sort of got rid of that one. Lovely. As we're doing these introductions in character. I we just find do. it easier to find the voice, That's you know. <laughs> Squeak! Ben? Uh, I am Commander Unal Manspray. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, you did it. <laughs> you actually went there. Uh, oh, just this is an in joke. So to explain, uh, Tim asked for some communal manspray <laughs> because this room might be hot and stinky. So when I wanted in... my name to be communal manspray. His rider Commander is so Unal excessive. Okay. <laughs> he's playing up because he's in company. But yeah. calm down. <laughs> That's exactly what we're all doing. I haven't calmed down in yeah. three and a half years. I'm not starting now. You guys are much younger than I thought. Yeah. <laughs> Species. I'm a Garbluthian. Of course. Everyone knows what one of those is, so yeah, I'm moving yeah. swiftly on. <laughs> yeah. My crime was desertion. Ooh. What dessert did you take? I'm done. I'm done. He's done. I'm He's done. done. Okay. We're done. <laughs> and because I am also playing... Yay! I know. My name is Worshipper2x7. My species is Android, brackets, sentient, close brackets. Mm-hmm. My crime is desecrating the sacred ponds. <laughs> He must have been working with Commander Urinal for that. No, it was Right. So we've got the basics of our characters. The way that this character creation works is that we ask each other questions. These questions are all leading questions that imply something about everyone else. So, for example, the example I gave before this is, how did you get that bizarre scar on your face? A question I've got before is, why did you abandon your son? So, um, <laughs> so it can it range. Fluffy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, in that game, we ended up finding my abandoned son on a different planet and I had to decide to abandon him again or whether to stay. Um, <laughs> did you abandon him again? Did you abandon him again? I don't remember. I was in there for political reasons. I think he betrayed the cause. I can't remember exactly what happened. Get rid. Yeah, Yeah. he doesn't care about his son. Also, I'm liking that we're pro-abandonment here for some reason today. Uh, Pro-double abandonment. Double abandonment. Yeah, minus one son would abandon again. (laughs) 
<laughs> okay. So um, there is, everyone has to answer, um, there's a set of three mandatory questions, but you only have to pick one. Mm-hmm. So as long as one person answers one of the questions, it's fine. So um, is that three between all of us? There are three, or each person has three mandatory questions. Each person answers one of the three mandatory questions. Thank you. Okay, I'm going to pick on you again, Tim, because you're the guest. Because you're strange and new. And we oh, must I can, suffer. I can explore my character a little more. Yeah, you can. So, well, you're one of the Cray twins. <laughs> <laughs> oh, please. I'm one of the Pilcher brothers. So. <laughs> are you a bandit? <laughs> Go on. Right. I am going to ask you one of the mandatory questions. Uh Uh-huh. What do we lose by not listening to you? You lose a wealth of experience. I have killed people in many interesting ways and I'm willing to share my methods. Good. You're also rapidly turning into Michael Caine. (laughs) I Um, only wanted to kill one of them, but they've all died now. Oh, God. Lovely. What a shame. The floor is now open to the other players to ask you any questions we can think of. Okay, what happened to your leg? Nah, look, when you are running through the undergrowth, escaping the authorities, you have to look out for knuckles, because if you don't, you'll put your foot right in a little gindle or gully and it'll tear right off. Luckily, I have got four more, so... (laughs) Okay, so I would note down four legs. Well, no, five original... Well, you know what? Let's say six, because who would evolve like that? And I've lost two so far, <laughs> leaving me with a square four. Good to know. Six to begin. Um, how would you describe your idiosyncratic fashion sense? <laughs> Style is in the eye of the beholder. And unfortunately, I spend a lot of time on my own. <laughs> so I've cobbled together from the uh, various people I have bandited which is to say stolen from, uh, a menagerie of different styles. And, yeah, I just put it on my body and uh, whatever doesn't rot off, you know, kind of <laughs> becomes what I'm going for. I'm Lovely. done. <laughs> yes, you are. Okay. <laughs> What's the deal with all those machetes? It's the future. Nah, mate, you don't need to know. <laughs> these, no, <don't> secretive. <laughs> these, these are for my personal business. And if you want to find out, I'll show you. But you may not exit. <coughs> Wonderful. One more question. How did you come by that unfortunate addiction? Ooh. Good one. That's much better than mine. <laughs> Taking notes. It's a lonely life is banditry. You know, nobody to tell you, oi, that's rotted off in a way that makes it look unpleasant and not figure <laughs> not figure forming or, or, or complementary to your square shape. <laughs> and I feel the empty hours. You square. <laughs> I'm square and squat and cross. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to fill, fill the empty hours between various passes by falling into one of my bandit pits. You know, you just push up your nose, whatever you find, and it turns out what I found were crystals. I don't know their street name. I call them fun crystals. They make me feel tingly in my bits. Wait, is that too hot? Hot. Where does say which bits? Yeah, fingers. Corners. In my corners. <laughs> To be fair, we should probably not make jokes about hot until I've explained what. Yeah. No, we've we've established. Oh, established hot. We've been shouting right. hot, dangerous, and difficult. This, yeah, this is wibbly wobbly. Like we're already ahead of time. This is extraordinarily wibbly. Okay, yeah. right. Unlike. <laughs> <laughs> whatever what your was name your name is. again? Duraldio. 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 Okay, the tingly corners. Pay attention. I'm full of raw angles and ready to mingle. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. Lydia, what are you willing to do to be captain? I'll gouge your eyes out! I've done it before! I'll do it again! 
He's very small. See, in my dimension, we're bigger, but here it's small. Oh, I do the scrabble around in your eyes, sockets. <laughs> Lovely, monstrous budgie dimension introduced. Um, that's your one mandatory question. It is now open to the floor again. How do you feel about getting around with wings in an often low gravity environment? Furious! Like most things! I'm seeing a lot of budgies fly too high and then escape orbit. Asteroids and things like that. Space budgies! Fly off! Never see them again! What happened to all your friends? <laughs> <laughs> Save as many as we could. Yeah, this is where we got stranded in this dimension, being all tiny and pet-sized. People keep keeping us as pets. So I was opening up a trans-dimensional portal system, and uh, something went wrong. Something went weird. Oh. All my, all my, all my friends oh. sort of melted. Really. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> Oh dear, melted monsters budgies. Melty budgies. But inwards. Oh, like an Easter egg in the microwave. Oh no! Yeah, that's what happened to all my friends. I prefer not to to think about it really too much. Why are you putting your Easter eggs in the microwave? You're a monster. Get them hot, obviously. You've got to take the fall off, otherwise it creates quite the shock. Um, <laughs> you managed to assassinate so, a bunch of your enemies. Just pop it in the microwave. <laughs> turn the gas on a burn Easter egg in the microwave. <laughs> I've misunderstood how to explode a house. Because it's in a box. It's a sealed box. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you mentioned that in this dimension, your species are kept as pets. What happened to your previous owner? <laughs> <laughs> There's a look of glee. <laughs> Listener, if you could only see the facial expressions. <laughs> it was so awful that I described it in my language <laughs> so that none of you would be offended. Fair. Lovely. What's a relaxing way for Mr Squeakington to unwind after after a long, hard day? Dust bath. <laughs> dust bath. It's like I'll peck my mirror a bit. <laughs> Is that is that a pastime that is is consistent? So even in your dimension where you're not pets, there's still like a big dust bath and a massive mirror. Yeah, they think the population of their planet is double what it is. (laughs) So many unopened Christmas cards. We'll get them on there. Let's say that humans don't like mirrors. It's a, oh, it's a damn good oh, point. Oh, think about that. I don't know. I'm not a. I'm not a human. <laughs> we <laughs> have no are. humans. No, no. They suck. They suck. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, were you like pecking at mirrors, chewing on plastic toys? <laughs> Mostly, I'm angry because I don't have any plastic toys to peck. <laughs> good to know for later plot reasons, I guess. <laughs> Unless a character arc was founded. <laughs> The space quests for the plastic squeaky toy. <laughs> Genuinely, this could end up that way. We don't know because uh, this is murder. improvised. Or murder. Or both. Yeah, murdering for... Yes. Yes, I can see. Okay, Alex. Give me the mirror. <laughs> Alex, how would we be better off if you led? 
Well, the thing about me is that I can ensure that things run smoothly mm-hmm. and efficiently. And when you when you want something to go in space, you can't be faffy, because if you are, oh, trouble. <laughs> and also, I have uh, the uh, authoritative bearing of a born leader. Yes. Uh, so much sweat in that voice. <laughs> if only there was some kind of communal manspread for me to make use of. But alas, there is not. What happened to the rest of your terrorist cell? Oh, well, the thing is, that's actually a bit of an awkward question. They are actually still fine. Once, uh, you know what they say, they say that um, once you have careful, actually, you do not... Work yourself out of a job. I made it too efficient and they did not need me anymore. So now I'm here. But I hear that they are taking the Eastern Quadrants by storm. I don't know why they called it the Eastern Quadrants. You can't use a compass in space, but here we are. (laughs) What did happen to all those glands? Do you mean mine or theirs? Ooh, (laughs) yours. Mine. Well, the thing is, is actually, it turns out that Desoleum's... We, we have a bit of a problem when it comes to, uh, as, as our good friend was right, uh, moisture that expands outwards from the body. In a low-gravity environment, it means we tend to be surrounded by a, a very moist and uh, pungent cloud, which, since I've become spacefaring, I felt it best to just have my glands removed because the controls were getting very slippy and people don't like a moist leader. I think that's true. See, I was going to ask what are you doing about that horrible skin condition, but I feel like you've already set up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so foul. Okay, two more weird leading questions for Alex's character. Do you always carry such a large satchel of paperwork with you? No, I, I've had to travel light since we've entered <laughs> In the, prison. I've had to travel light in prison. <laughs> I only had what I can smuggle in one of my seven orifices, but... Thankfully, having done so, um, you know, I've, I've just got the core, the real core things in here for me to make use of. I will I will stock up at the first opportunity. Don't you worry. We will not run short of agenda or addendums. <laughs> <laughs> what did you trade for that spectacular tattoo? <laughs> now, that tattoo does actually have quite the fun little story attached right, to it. Right. It turned out that uh, though they were very skilled at impromptu prison tattoos, especially on the face, as yeah. you might notice, yes. um, they were not too good at balancing their books and they were making quite the loss on ink, which they were having to make themselves out of, you know... Their uh, glands. Yeah, basically. <laughs> so uh, what, what I did is in exchange for, for turning around their business model, right. they gave me this excellent-looking phoenix. Right. Now, I realise that what with the slight facial sagging it's not quite as robust as it should necessarily look but I think that the sentiment is there Just a flop bird Well, you know, know, we'll all take flight, won't we, eh? Oh, right. <laughs> oh, one dynamic already established. It's fine. We'll establish a human resources uh, department which can arbitrate. Uh, hu- who resources? Oh, what yeah. resources? A what? A, a personnel human. resources, maybe. Yeah, a human. Like the, 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 the thing that... Well, the no, no, what, man, but who? No, no, no. What you do is you examine people's auras and then based on their hues, you allocate them and up. Keep up. All right. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm done. <laughs> Ben's character. Yes. The urinal. Oh, no. <laughs> Did you think I wasn't going to be doing a voice? 
<laughs> I just like that it becomes a competition with you and me every time. Sorely now. mistaken. <laughs> what do we lose by not listening to you? Well, I have a long and storied military career. So that, basically, none of, the other, none of you are fit to lead. You're all smugglers and criminals and murderers, but I was in command of an entire legion. Okay. Hence the commander bit. <laughs> right. Weird leading questions. Let's make them nasty. <laughs> um, don't you think it's time to take off the uniform? No. <laughs> no, removing the uniform is admitting defeat. I was never defeated. I merely took a very tactical retreat, which was misinterpreted by high command. They were wrong. Where did your wife go? Oh, she left me. <laughs> Where'd she go? Away. <laughs> I don't know. All I got was a note when I came back from tour. I'm leaving you. You're boring. You're married to the army. Love, your wife. <laughs> that, was more, that, was that, was a, that was a request. <laughs> Love your wife. I'm going. <laughs> no, she didn't name herself, which was really the final insult. <laughs> Why did you miss out on that promotion? Well, they didn't agree with some of my more interesting and bold ideas. We have mounted infantry. Well, how about dismounted infantry? Crawling along the ground, underneath the bushes. No one sees them coming. But they said I was mad, a fool. Well, we'll see who's a mad fool now. Is it you? <laughs> Science point to yes. <laughs> but I must say I'm at a bit of a nadir of my life right now. So. What actually did happen at the Pink Commode Club? <laughs> yes. <laughs> One of the darker chapters in my career, of course, except for my court-martial and subsequent imprisonment. The, the pink commode was a vice of mine in which, um, well, it, it's in the name, really. We all sit in a big ring on pink <laughs> toilets and um, do the business together. Oh, gross. I regret that question. Ah, well, you did ask. Like a, like a rugby tour, I understand. <laughs> no, there was no flinging. Oh, of course. <laughs> All right, so, Ben, can you ask me one of those three questions? I can. What do we lose by not listening to you? The absolute rationality of an android. <laughs> this is going to be hard, because I'm not a rational person. <laughs> Neither is anyone that describes themselves as rational. OK, I put rational question mark. <laughs> what is love? <laughs> It is a chemical aberration that we will try to stamp out. <laughs> Who's we? The other worshippers who also desecrated the pond. What was it that so offended you about this particular pond that you decided to desecrate it? The meaning of religion is not in the ground, but in the sky. <laughs> okay. <See>? Noted. <laughs> What happened that time your power banks ran out? I do not like to speak of this, but it involved a lot of blood. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I won't ask yours or someone else. But, uh, that's a follow-up question and I don't know if those are allowed. <laughs> they are not allowed. Etc. <laughs> Squeak, etc. Squeak, etc. What were the circumstances which led to your creation? The ancient manuscripts say that all of the worshippers were created in order to serve the almighty cloud cycle, which is why 
Uh, we so have separated from uh, the main sect. Uh, uh, <laughs> we will ascend to the heavens to join the great cumulus. This is yours, your religion, GCSE geography. And you've got the precipitation circle. It's a sacred pond doesn't have sacred things in it. It's actually the pond that's sacred. <laughs> it was created by like a bored geography teacher. Like that scrap of paper from, from a, a, a GCSE classroom in Barnstable fell through a time hole and, and appeared in their dimension. They were like, it is God. God has spoken to us. God. We talk. God, God has a baseball cap and sunglasses on the cover for some reason. Okay. For this reason, I worship moisture. Uh, oh, no. I know. A dynamic has been created. <laughs> I'm have my glands. Actually, this is a very dry... You like dust baths, Lydia? Oh, flap, flap. You have no sweat glands. I sacrifice them. So, um... I've got a very dry sense of humour, I'll have you know. <laughs> very droll. Gosh, I can't stop thinking of you as a Cray twin. Right, that's all of our characters introduced, so we're going to take a break there. (laughs) Hot! Hot! (laughs) Dangerous! There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. So next up, we are going to describe the ship that we have stolen or which has run away with us, away from the prison ship. Which has come into our possession. We have to find a ship and it is now the ship we are on. Yes, that one. So we're going to answer this collectively. So not entirely leading questions this time. So the first question is, how is our ship unique? There's only one of it. That's normally the first First requirement for something being unique. Oh, it's so... Um, It flies in a vertical manner. So it's not... I know there's no, like... You're talking Boba Fett style? Yeah. Yeah, it's like... It's a very tall ship, not a very long ship. Okay. Which allows for quite the precipitation cycle. Yes. Yeah. It's powered... It's got got a small rainforest in the centre. 
Okay. Ooh. Tall and vertical ship with rainforest. Which which also means that it's much like a lighthouse, very tight staircases, yeah. but lots of levels. Yes. See, un- unfortunately, we pretty much have to rely entirely on the single lift system, I mean, these days. So. And you know what? Speak for yourself! Speak! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe there's just one tall tree in the middle and all the staircases go around It's him. really unnecessarily tall, like improbably it's tall. Unnaturally tall. It is somehow <laughs> also the engine. <laughs> oh yeah, what's the, the Gaia drive? The Gaia drive, Whoa. yes. Gaia drive, TM, TM, TM. Okay. I don't like it. It's extremely uh, yes, hard to quantify. Your name is Tim. Uh, uh, okay, next one. <laughs> no, now I was the fucking <laughs> against. <laughs> How the <laughs> has turned? <laughs> has become the. <laughs> <laughs> How is the ship quirky or temperamental? I think it was under repairs when we stole it. Maybe that's the circumstances under which we were allowed to get access to it. And it doesn't like us. Yeah, the, the <laughs> it just actively doesn't the, like the us. The tree is sentient. Yeah, yeah, it's a sentient tree ship. That's fantastic. And it, it, yes. and it doesn't, doesn't like, like us. Alex. It just, knows it's no, it Yes, doesn't, It doesn't like all of us. No, it doesn't like, it doesn't like Alex. Like we all get okay, on name it. is Schmer. Sorry, it doesn't like Schmer. You know what? No, no, I was speaking to Gaia, and Gaia assured me that all of you are, are problematic, I'm sure, and that it is not just me. Yeah, I don't buy it. You don't like Schmer. <laughs> the doors don't open for me. <laughs> you have to wait there until one of us I have to along. wait until other people. But it's really, really I have to do it really quickly. Yes. Sometimes the door like opens us a little bit. <laughs> those are a trap. Those, those are a trap. I fool me once. Right. And it just projects a really cool party on the other side. <laughs> Whoop! Look what's through here. Not for you. <laughs> what does the ship lack that we need? Oh, uh, moisture. Oh. Is the rainforest dying? Yeah. <laughs> Yes, it was under repairs because it was a dry tree. Yeah, <laughs> yes. the, Gaia, the Gaia Drive needs water. Yeah, wait. So you mean our ship is real thirsty? <laughs> hot, hot. <laughs> By the way, this is an in joke that we're going to explain eventually. Well, but it's, it's an out, it's an in joke that will become an out joke. Yeah. This is this is a time traveling in joke. I love it. <laughs> okay, listen needs to the episode. Water. Backwards. <laughs> Please don't do that. Yeah, that's what it will sound like. Okay. There's also a section for answering questions individually about how we interact with the ship. I think I mind's fairly <laughs> fairly established by everyone. No, there are two mandatory questions. Oh. You don't get to improv that bit. Oh. <laughs> oh. School. All of a sudden there's more rules than we thought there might be. I love it. Helen. Helen. <laughs> it's, it's everything I wanted what? it to be. <laughs> Lydia has fallen over. Lydia looked far too sideways and fell off the chair. Lydia tried to be accusatory and fell down. The side eye is too strong. I can accuse you from the floor. Now, the two questions are, how is the vessel home and where do you find sanctuary in it? I've got a nest. Is that where you find sanctuary? Yeah. Okay. And how is it home for you? As a nest. <laughs> I mean, that makes sense. I'm, I'm fine with that. As an little, I think that's I've very logical. Lots of bright things in it. Ah, uh, there you Aww. go. In the nest. Which oh. I stole! <laughs> I found sanctuary in the very bottom of the ship because it is, in many ways, like the pits I used to dig. <laughs> All the way down the bottom. Sometimes things fall out of people's pockets and blunk, blunk, blunk down the stairs they go right to daddy. <laughs> 
Daddy Duraldia. Oh, Someone's going to sample that. It will right collects in my pit. Your decidedly dry pit we have established it's not, this. Oh, it's, it's been very well water tanked. <laughs> Ain't going to get no seepage from the ground outside. Wait, we're in space. Nah, it's fine. I mean, are you essentially a trapdoor spider? It has been said. (laughs) (laughs) I do occasionally put dry leaves over the top of my hole and dart out at small moving animals. And uh, what's the other question? The two questions are, how is the vessel home and how do you find sanctuary in it? Well, that, yeah, it's home because it's in my pit. We've all (laughs) And I found sanctuary in my mind palace. Good. <laughs> wherever, wherever I am Covering is my is my leaves. sanctuary. Okay. Okay, I'll go next. For me, the vessel is home because it is the first thing I have owned in my not life existence <laughs> version. And how do you find <laughs> sanctuary? Squeak, etc. <laughs> I hang out near the leaves of the tree. That's as close as I can get to the sky. <laughs> Technically, we are in the sky because we're in space, but you know what I mean. More sky within well, the sky. Given it's sky it's, all the way down. Well, given it's its own atmosphere... <laughs> Maybe clouds. Yeah, perhaps when clouds. you you know when we get water in it, clouds will form. Yeah, so yes, more, I'm but... establishing my base early yeah. to take advantage this of the moisture. This is where clouds might be. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the sacred moisture. <laughs> Hot, dangerous, <laughs> dangerous. Very difficult. <laughs> Commander Urinal. Urinal Manspread. <laughs> Commander Urinal Manspread. How is the vessel home to you? I have forged a home here. Hmm. One would say something so organic and disorganised would not be a home to me, but I found a place in the centre of the trunk where I've laid out my things, pressed my uniform, created an office. Yes. Lovely. And where do you find sanctuary in it? There. Oh, okay. (laughs) But I find find sanctuary in it because this is the start of something new. A unit, a group. The start of a new military, a new army. Oh, no. Oh, dear. Forging their own way in this crazy mixed-up universe. Sounds like you need logistics, my friend. Oh, boy. I sense, I sense a Batman forming. <laughs> a dynamic has been established. How I feel like we're in, like, a Walking Dead or something. He will remember that. <laughs> I love saying that in real life. Um, so, how is the vessel home for you, Schmur? Well, um, the, the, well, it's not really a home, but I have found that if I just put on a suit and hang around on the outside, Gaia can't you know, mess with me that much. So my, my home, I suppose, is the, the quiet of waiting outside with my mag boots on. So it's important to remember he's an outside schmur. <laughs> I mean, not by choice, but, you know, we roll with the punches. And where do you find sanctuary in it? Well, I, I, I find it as a sanctuary, you know, because I'm a fixer. You know, people like me because what I do is I, I fix problems. I apologise for that noise. And this this enormous tree-based system is a problem which I will fix and everyone will love me for it, including, ironically, the tree, but I don't think that the Gaia Drive knows that yet, but Gaia Drive will like me. 
Lovely. Great. Okay. The next direction is to draw the ship, but because this is primarily an audio format, we'll be skipping that. I drew a tree and then put a Do line you, around it. You, how about how, how about we just if the audience wants to draw the ship? Yeah. Draw and then the tweet us Send the it pictures. To us. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Our Lydia's already basically done. Just make sure you put me on the outside clinging right, on. Cancel that. No one else draw the ship. Uh, we'll post up Lydia's drawing Cheers and that. that is that that's it that's canon currently I'm the only one so the ship is mine apparently hey guys draw a ship and send it to me privately at TCT Meredith and then blend the streams and have Johnny the Archivist in it yeah. chilling out with Traxel oh. anyway. wouldn't it be like the isolation anyway um, <laughs> made a drink done lovely thank You're you very much he's a spider and I got a nest everyone <laughs> where am I golf clap oh. inside <laughs> very very with lovely hat on. very good yes a regimental hat so, to explain... Plugged in. <laughs> the ship's plugged in? So you need power. Okay. The tree is plugged in. You we are... never ask. Can we ask you an extra question? Yeah, I wanted to know Me? how your yeah. power Yeah. What's your power source? Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, I know. <laughs> My power source is also moisture. Ah. ah. So we have a limited amount of time before I power down. Oh, no. And Last time lose all down. of my protocols. There was a lot of blood. Yeah. <laughs> Operate on default settings. Oh, wait, dear. wait. The, the blood was default blood. Yeah. Default murder. Kill. <laughs> Exsanguinate. Murder. Kill. Exsanguinate. Low on power. Must find water. Nearest water. Blood in person. Kill person. <laughs> Suck blood. Basic. I'm a vampire robot. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the coolest blood. being. Mind blown. <laughs> Everything all right over there? Mind. Mind blown, not mind blown. Mind blown. (laughs) Right, so the way this is actually going to work is essentially it's going to be a series of improvised scenes. Taking turns, each of us is going to set up the scene. We're going to say where the scene is taking place, who's there, and explain what's happening. So, for example, I might say we're down in the pit and the budgie has gone to discuss where the nearest water source is with Pilchard's... And then they just sort of discuss it amongst sure. themselves mm. and we laugh. Now. Listener, please, won't you come along with us on this hilarious journey? Hot. <laughs> okay, so you do need to thank you for that segue. <laughs> I'm helping, apparently. <laughs> so do we, are, we, are we going to use this rule or not? Yes. I mean, I think we, we have really to use it. I think we have to use it now. Okay, so. If at any point a scene between the characters becomes difficult, dangerous, or hot, hot, <laughs> anyone has to shout out one of those adjectives. So, for example, if someone is going to try and climb the entire tree, we'll say difficult. Hot. Oh, yes, that one. <laughs> difficult is what we will say, Alexander. <laughs> but if someone was going to be climbed like a tree, it would be hot, hot. right? <laughs> and dangerous. <laughs> Um, they just might be if you're trying to open the airlock, for example. Just come inside. Yeah. Hot. I go through it. <laughs> and that's how it's going to work. As soon as this... Sorry, that's just, that was the tension coming out. Wound <laughs> <laughs> like a coiled spring. Prang. As soon as dangerous, difficult or hot is uttered, the scene ends because that is a cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. And the next time you come back to a scene with one of the characters involved, we have to decide how that situation was resolved. Okay. If the thing is dangerous, then it probably involves someone getting hurt or endangered. If it is difficult, then you had to probably 
get something that was needed before it could be done successfully. If it's both, then you failed and endangered everyone. So difficult and dangerous would be opening an airlock that was stuck. On fire. Yeah. Yes, yeah. that too. And full of spiders. <laughs> All of those, difficult and dangerous. You will not hot. be able to do it, but you, you know, we'll decide in an interesting sh- way. What happened? How do we resolve hot scenes? Do we not show that? Is that censored? Yeah. You know what you do is you suddenly cut to a bunch of like 1950s stock footage of people like hosing down streets, fireworks going on, a train going, a train entering a tunnel. Tim gets just oil garricks going up and down. You know, I understand. I've watched 1950s filth. Huh. Right. <laughs> Dwell <laughs> <There's>... on it. <laughs> Shaking fist. There is also um, an extra section about um, meeting other alien species, but we're going to skip that for time. So if we do meet other aliens, we're just going to decide what they're like. We're just going to roll with it. Roll with them rocking. Okay, and that's... King this... <laughs> yeah. No, no, keep going. It's getting better. <laughs> it's, it's too okay. My, oh, That's just a really small elephant on the table. How are you making... Okay, so just as a reminder, can everyone go around and say their names? I am Worshipper2x7. Uh, my name is Duraldio Poochards. Mm-hmm. Mr. Squiggington! Schmer. Commander Unal Manspray. <laughs> okay. It, it does sound like urinal, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. No, it's urinal. All right, urinal. It's a great name. Does anyone have any ideas for an opening scene, or shall I come up with one? I think, yeah, you start. Yeah, I should start. Well, really respect your authority. Oh. Wow. Yeah. Not only is it a South Park reference, it's a South Park reference from 20 years ago. It's a topical. deep cut. <laughs> it's a deep cut. Okay, in which case, I would like, Unal, can you try and recruit pil- Pilchards to your army? Where is, where is this taking place? Oh, in your pit, I think. Pilchards, come out of that damn hole. This is my safe place. If you want to talk to me, you can come on downstairs. It's a dirty, great pit. It's a lovely pit. <laughs> it's a, okay, it's a dirty, great, lovely pit. It's a lovely, dirty pit, and if you want to talk to me, you will descend, sir. Oh, fine, I will. How do you get down? Is there a rope or something? Just lift up the leaves and dry grass that I've placed over the lid. Okay, that's very well camouflaged. I'm glad I didn't step in that. Yeah. <laughs> right, so I'll just... Just, okay. just sit down. Just take a seat. Have you got anything in your pockets? Nah, actually, I'll find out. Don't tell me. <laughs> How can I help you, you? What do you want? Well, Pilchards, I've been thinking. Now that we are out of the clutches of the corrupt law, we should create some sort of uh, force of our own. Strike out into the, the, the great dark beyond. Uh, you seem to be uh, an individual with a, a love of machetes. Mm. Um, you certainly have a lot of them. <laughs> yeah. And I was thinking you might be um, useful uh, as a, 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 an infantryman. Have you ever been in the army, Pelotons? Yeah, an army of sorts. <laughs> if by army you mean I kill people in a forest. Well, yes, if an army is doing arboreal manoeuvres, we may need to um, see action in a forest, so yeah. that would work yeah, very yeah. well. I'm going to stop you there, Hugh. Don't you remember me, you? Nah, no, it's it's Unal, and uh, no, I can't say it. No, no, I've no, no, no. Now remember, uh, well, was, was that four or five years ago? Your squadron was doing manoeuvres in the outer belt. Thought you'd come onto a little planet of mine, didn't you? Oh, oh, let's stop the bandit activity. You said. Oh, oh. yes, those horrible, dirty bandits. Yeah, that was. They dug a lot of holes in. I see. I see what's yeah. happened here. Yeah, traditionally two and two do make four, doesn't it? <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 So why don't you? 
pop up those little stairs into your little trunky office with your military histories. Okay. Yeah, and your little books and your little regimental soldiers. I've heard you playing with them. I've heard you playing. Oh, oh, look at you, remembering the past. It's dead, the past is dead, urinal. The past is dead. You and all. And if you don't keep, <laughs> up, if you don't keep out of my way, cakey boy, then you are going to get it. Okay, well, uh, so that's a no to the army then. It's a hard pass, urinal cakes. All right, well, well just, just, just think about it. Yeah. Uh, maybe when we're in some sort of dire straits and you need somebody with the tactical brilliance of, yeah. of Commander Junal yeah. Manspray, you'll think of me. Yeah, I'm more of a lone wolf spider if I... If I'm okay, well, I'll just climb out of this horrible, dirty pit you live in. Yeah. Yeah, you do that. and uh, I am doing that. I'm thanks. doing that right now. Thanks for the mint, by the way. Oi! What? My no, no, no. mint! <laughs> and cut. Num, num, num. And that is how Pilchard <laughs> <laughs> eats. Num, num, num. food now. I should mention as well, if like if a scene ends that's not danger difficult or hot, someone can just say cut. Yeah, yeah that was... That was very good. Thank you very much. That was exactly what I wanted. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's almost like we do an improv podcast You've together. Got to do yes. It. <laughs> it's almost like I strategically picked. It's like you might know each other from some past yeah, no. experience, a, maybe some shared A conflict dynamic's all right if you get on with the person in real life. <laughs> <laughs> right. If. Big, big if. <laughs> now. So obviously this is a turn-based thing. So Tim, now you can choose the characters you want, the location, and what's happening. Right. Um, in which case, uh, this next scene will take place right at the uh, the top of the ship where uh, Worshipper Two X Seven is deeply contemplating the world outside the porthole. And I think Mister Mister Squeakington has fluttered up to converse about what? About it's oh, a good question, buddy. <laughs> maybe about moisture. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe about her obsession. Getting the water of, for the job. Yeah, yeah. The overall, the overall mission. What are we, what are we going for here? Yes. We're out of fuel. I am aware. What are you going to do about it? I am looking out of. The, do not interrupt me. I'm just so angry. I understand the feeling. I am looking out of the porthole to see if there are any other planets in sight. Mm, Maybe an asteroid? Made of water? I don't think those exist. Or most asteroids are made of water. That is what they're made of. Are they not made of rocks? No. Comets, rather, I meant. Comets are made of water, yeah. They've got a water trail. They're ice. They're yeah. ice. Oh! So an asteroid <laughs> so is an asteroid. Is ice. <laughs> and a comet is an asteroid that's made of ice. Them's, them's the brakes. Well, you should have clarified. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I am a budgie. <laughs> it's a dimensional one, but still, it's a lot of knowledge to fit in a very tiny head. As I've explained to you before, we got shrunk in the interdimensional transfer and have lost a lot of ideas. <laughs> of course. <laughs> no, my memories just end. <laughs> that is all right. I have lots of memory. Oh, good. <laughs> so, we are looking for a comet. Yeah. Uh, just, uh, should we just look out the window for one? <laughs> are there any more technological options? Maybe there is a scanner somewhere. <gasps> squeak sounds like a mission squeak. Would you like to accompany me down the trunk? Flaps furiously. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so we're going down the trunk. Yeah. Cut. 
I think cut. I think that's a yeah. cut. Yes. Yeah. I feel oh. like if it's difficult to literally move around, it yeah. might get real old real quick. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Got Pilchards and Unal have had a falling out. Yes. Worshipper 2X7 and the Buddy are on a mission down the trunk to find... <laughs> yeah! To find technological solutions. <laughs> Lydia, what is the next scene that you would like to see? I'd like to see Commander Unal trying to recruit the android. <laughs> <laughs> Always on your own. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> You're going to have to give yourself a scene. No, it's, it's fine. In a lot of ways, this is everything that I expected. <laughs> in a lot of, in, you know, in some ways, our fate is what we make for ourselves. And what I've made for myself is a this, small dent on the this, left port. Thank you. Can we make this airlock more soundproof? <laughs> <laughs> Just whispering through the cracks. Oh God, you've got cracks in the airlock. That's bad. Guys, turn on the radio, please. <laughs> <laughs> It's so cold. <laughs> Is it Shmi Eiffel? <laughs> okay. Where's the location? Do you want to be with oh, me when uh, you're bumping you? into you? Oh, yeah. Through. Yeah, we could bump into as we're going down the Well, you've got trunk. to go down the middle of the trunk in order to get yeah, to the okay. bomb. There's a spiral staircase, I assume, around the trunk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Not that that matters to me. Yeah. Flapping, flapping violently. Okay. I do everything violently. So it's a scene with the three of us. Yeah. Okay. Ah! Worshipper and uh, Mr. Squeakington. Very good to see you both. Um, I have a proposal for you, Worshipper, particularly. But also you, Mr. Squeakington, if you if you wish to join up. I was thinking, and I've raised this idea with Pilchers down below, and, and yeah, I think he seems maybe trepidatiously interested. Well, I was thinking that now we have a new lease of, of freedom uh, away from uh, galactic injustice. You see? Yes, justice, not towards injustice, the moisture. Yes, very, yes, moisture everywhere. So I was thinking... Really? Where? Because we're quite short. Well, exactly. So I was thinking that we need some sort of organisational structure uh, in order to to, to best logistically organise ourselves uh, to finding some water. So I was thinking maybe we we have some sort of unit... And And I could be the leader. I'm the leader. No. I was the leader of myself, Underground Railroad budgies. Well, I am a commander, obviously. Uh, It's in the name... Commander, I am the most logical. I have the least flesh. Ah, well, actually, um, you'll find in in. I think you have a lot of flesh. I do. I'm a a biological organism, as is tradition. Deficient. Deficient. Okay. Uh, (laughs) Right. I am the best choice. Well, well, (laughs) well. We we did have a logistics officer who was very rational, uh, very very good at uh, knowing where to go next. But you need somebody with more of a, a personable outlook to be sort of at the top of the pile. Uh, I am extremely likeable. Are you? <laughs> Everybody loves Worshipper 2X7. Well, well then, what, what a good idea. We'll have to put it to a vote. We should have some sort of crew meeting in our new new world order. It's much more urgent than we find fuel or all going to die. Well, exactly, but if we're all pulling in opposite directions, we don't move anywhere at all. So I was thinking that we have a meeting to set up a, an organisational structure and we can then pull in the same direction with our own ranks and hats. <laughs> I do not recognise hats. Yeah. Well, they're um, small items of clothing that you put on top of your head, like the one that I'm wearing now. That's I do not recognise their authority. <laughs> uh, well, they're not. The hat isn't actually the authority. It's more of a symbol of, of authority. I um, don't recognise symbols. 
Well, symbols tend to go on drum kits. Uh, they're large discs of metal. Wow, it's a, a self-assurance rock meets a confidence hard place in a <laughs> tremendous way. <laughs> okay. Uh. Right, well... Okay, this is difficult. <laughs> <laughs> well, it depends on what you, if you're trying to arrange a crew meeting. <laughs> if yes. only one of you would accept a very eager helper. <laughs> You'd have that one little advantage, but no, boodle. Face drifts past. Pointing at itself. Uh-huh. <laughs> Why not? Okay, so we'll cut that there. <laughs> I guess you'll find out next week if the crew meeting actually happens. Yes. Oh, or, such stakes. Or, or if we run <laughs> out of fuel and die <laughs> in space doing nothing. Before the android goes on a bloodthirsty And rage. anyone talks to Schmer. <laughs> to be fair, to be fair, in like in real time, in like real time stuff, like maybe eight minutes has happened. So I think we can I think we can have All a crew meeting. Uh, you don't know how long the ship is? That's yeah. true. Two days from tip to tail. <laughs> <laughs> We're done. <laughs> yes, we are all now done. Bye! Bye. <laughs>so, Larry, what I what I really like you to do is take what we have here and could you just edit it into uh, something entirely different? Maybe yeah. a, reading of, a reading of Tolstoy. I mean, maybe a BBC sixteen. It may as well be magic to me. Just cut out the syllables. <laughs> Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, everyone. It's Helen here, the voice of Azu, Enola, and Laverne. Today. I'm here to tell you about Woe Begone, a podcast launched on the RQ Network. Woe Begone is a weekly horror sci-fi audio drama series about the nature of power and the implications of linear time. Woe Begone follows Mike Walters, who discovers a mysterious and violent online game. What begins as an exploration of an alternate reality game with real-life consequences quickly becomes a search for the technology that makes the game possible. Each episode has a unique soundtrack composed by creator and writer Dylan Griggs. Listen to Woe Begone, spelled Woe 
period, begone, wherever you listen to podcasts. Or check out woebegonepod.com for episodes and transcripts. Have fun, and see you later.